you're listening to the Nourished Actor Podcast. Welcome to the Nourished Actor Podcast. I'm your host, Deanna Eshelman, a working actor based in New York City. This podcast is all about how to create a sustainable, healthy lifestyle, whether you're a creative, freelancer, or anything in between. Get ready to nourish your mind, body, and career. Hi, everybody. Welcome back to the Nourished Actor Podcast. I have recorded this like 12 times, so I'm starting to get a little frustrated, but I'm happy to be back here. Um, Apparently, I need a new mic because this one just keeps crackling, which is fucking annoying, but I'm here to talk about self-care today, so hopefully some of these things can apply to me. (laughs) Um, I wanted to let you know that if you want to follow along with the podcast, um, follow me on Instagram at The Nourished Actor. I have a lot of cool things coming your way. I do apologize for missing last week, but I've been having some technical difficulties, so hopefully this week I can get back on track. And this week is a solo episode. So like I said, it's self-care focused, which it's so funny because self-care is such a hot topic, but it's also so bougie. Like, come on. Um, But it doesn't have to be. So that's what I'm going to talk about today. And just so you know, coming up in the woodwork, I have coming up in the woodwork. Who? What the hell is that? Anyway, coming up, I have a bunch of great interviews. Um, I'm going to interview my friend Scott next week, which will be a great one. He's a fellow actor, but also a music director and just an all around amazing human. So we'll be talking to Scott. Um, I'm hopefully going to be talking to, um, my good friend Parker, AKA Salmonella. If you're into the New York drag scene, um, So anyway, we'll be talking to Parker, which I'm super excited about. His journey to drag is really cool, as well as he originally was an actor, and now he actually skews more towards wig and makeup design, and so we'll talk about all sorts of fun stuff with him. Anywho, today's topic, self-care. First of all, let's start with our tangible tip. Our tangible tip of the week is going to be make a list of all the things that truly bring you joy. So this is something you can do super easy. I actually keep a running list on my phone. Um, Whenever I'm feeling like kind of stuck, I usually will write a list of things that bring me joy. And this sounds really easy. It's a pretty easy tip. However, make sure you're being honest with yourself. And I know I, I, I say this a lot, but for real, so often we put down things that we think we should do or that we think we should like versus what we actually really love, right? So for example... I love theater. I don't love reading plays unless I'm doing it for a specific purpose, like a role I really want to learn about, something like that. I'm not someone who's going to gravitate towards a play to read just for fun. And so a lot of times I'll put on my to-do list or on like a, a joy list, like, oh, read more plays. And that sounds amazing. But if I'm really honest with myself, I don't really love to read more plays. Like I... I I should, you know, should is a shit word, but it's something I should try to do more often. But if it doesn't bring me joy, it's not going to go on my joy list, right? So make sure you're putting on things that actually bring you joy versus things that you think should bring you joy. And again, there's no judgment here. This list is just for you. So be honest. So take a couple minutes today or tomorrow or whenever you're bored And write a big, long list of all the things that bring you joy. And this is going to be really important for our self-care talk later. 
But also it's a great like exercise to do to really like focus your thoughts. I think so often we do things just because we think we should or because it's a habit. And does it really bring you joy? You know, you have to ask yourself that. I do this all the time with television because I love watching TV and I am a proud I'm proud to say that. I know so many people are like, I don't watch TV and that's fine. But for me, I like TV. I do. I mean, I just do. However, in order to not waste time and also to make sure that I'm actually invested slash mindful when I'm watching TV, I very often will go through and like check in with myself and say, hey, do I really like watching this show or do I just watch it because it's convenient, easy, you know, entertaining enough? Do I really like it? Am I on my phone while I'm watching it? And if that's the case, then maybe I don't actually really like to watch it. Um, I've done this a lot and I stopped watching shows because of it. So same thing with this list, right? Be really honest and really think about, do I like this? Do I do it just because I think I should? There's validity to doing something even though you don't want to because it might serve you in the long term. So for example, exercise, you might not like to exercise, but exercise is great in the long term. However, I challenge you that if you do not like what you're doing for exercise, maybe you should find something that you actually enjoy. Maybe you go to the gym, like you go to a regular gym and you just do like a circuit training that you made up yourself. Maybe you don't like that. Maybe it's kind of boring. Maybe you haven't really seen results. Well, do something else, friend. There's a lot of things you can do. Maybe go take a bar class. Go try a new yoga class. Try aerial yoga. Why don't you just take a really long walk in nature? There are so many things, right? We don't have to just do something because it's easy or because it's convenient. Find something you actually enjoy and put that on your list, okay? So tangible tip, make a list of all the things that you enjoy, um, and it's really going to help for our self-care discussion. So self-care. First of all, let's talk about what exactly is self-care. I think this is so muddled in the health and wellness sphere. We so often think that self-care is something that has to be bubble baths and tea and champagne and like all those things. And it can be, right? It, It totally can be, but it doesn't have to be that. And I think that if we like put it on this high pedestal of like a spa day type of thing, we'll never do it. And like, You don't have to do it like that if that's not how you like to. So first of all, what is self-care? It really can be anything. Anything that you do that serves you and fills up your cup, mentally, physically, emotionally, hopefully all three. I think a couple like common misconceptions about it is that it has to be something fancy or something that you, you know, take hours upon hours for yourself to do. But again, doesn't have to be. It just has to be something that feeds your soul. And I think another common misconception is that it has to be done alone. You know, a lot of times we hear like, oh, take a bubble bath. Oh, meditate. And these are things that definitely could be on your self-care list. But they don't have to be. And also you don't have to do these self-care things alone. For example, something that is on my self-care list that is not done alone is I like to have coffee dates with my friends. That is a self-care thing for me because as a very social person, I crave intimate connection. As part of my self-care on my days off, I make sure to reach out to friends to hang out with them, touch base, get coffee, get lunch, whatever. And even though that's a social activity, it is a self-care activity for me. And 
that's something that you could do too. If that fills you up, if you're an extrovert, especially this is important. It doesn't have to just be sitting alone, you know, doing a puzzle, which if that's your thing, do it. What else is self-care? Self-care is, it can be an activity that's hopefully stress-free. However, it might not always be. And this is kind of tricky. So a self-care thing that might be stress-free um, is, let's say, reading a book. You love reading. That's easy to do. doesn't bring you stress. You can just do it wherever. That's a stress-free self-care activity. Something that might be a little bit stressful, but in the long term, a self-care activity might be meal prep. Meal prep might be a chore for you, and chores can definitely be self-care, by the way. Um, but meal, meal prep might not be super fun for you. It might not be super joyful in the moment. However, it serves you in the long term by reducing your stress later on. So that could also be a self-care thing. For me, I find that if I meal prep something like for lunch or breakfast, I am less stressed during the week because I don't have to worry about like, oh, what am I going to make for lunch today? Oh, what am I going to make for breakfast? It's already ready to go. I don't even have to really think about it. And that for me is a self-care act. Also, just so you know, anytime you start adding in things that you haven't done before, it might seem stressful in the beginning. So for example, if you really love, um, I don't know, kayaking and you're trying to add that in more often into your life, well, at first it might be stressful finding the kayaks, renting the kayaks, making time to go find a river to kayak down, things like that, right? It might be a little bit stressful in the moment, but again, once you start doing it more often and you get more of the hang of it, it won't be as stressful in the long term. And if it never becomes less stressful, then it's not a self-care activity for you, right? So that essentially is what self-care is. Something that you do for yourself that fills up your cup mentally, emotionally, physically. One of the three or all three, whatever. And some examples, like I said, they can be something that's, you know, by yourself. Meditating, it might be something that's hard at first, but in the long term, it's a self-care activity because it's really fantastic for mental um, clarity, right? Emotional support as well. So something like meditation might be a self-care act. You could take a bubble bath. I fucking hate bubble baths. So for me, that is not a self-care act. I do not like sitting in the hot water. It makes me sweaty. I do not enjoy that, but some people do. So maybe that's something you enjoy. I actually love to cook. So for me, cooking is a bit of a self-care activity. Um, same with my boyfriend, Aiden. He loves to cook. And one of the things he does to like distress is cook. Again, I told you I, I love doing coffee dates with friends. That's a self-care activity for me. I really love going to yoga class. That's something I'm going to try to do more often because it's seriously one of my favorite activities. But I do find it hard to schedule in. But yeah, that's essentially what self-care is. It's just doing things for you and being conscious and being conscious of what serves you best, right? So this might be some trial and error for you. You might try a couple of different things and you don't really enjoy them. That's fine. You don't have to do them. You know, it might be you thought you liked something and then once you started doing it more consistently, you realized you didn't like it. It might be that, you know, before, you know, a couple months ago, you loved cycling. I don't know. I'm just using that as a uh, an example. You might love cycling. 
And then after a couple months, you're like, you know what? I want to change it up. That I don't, that doesn't feel good anymore. So it's all about being flexible and being open. And that's why my tangible tip, making a list of all the things that bring you joy, those two things really, really go hand in hand and why you should check in often with yourself, right? Because we're always changing. We've got a lot going on. So something that serves you this month might not serve you next month. Okay. So now that we know what self-care is, let's talk about why it is so important. And this is why I think it's become such a big topic in this self-help or um, health and wellness space. It's because it really is important to take time for yourself. So why is self-care important? Well, first of all, and I think most importantly, it brings you joy. Self-care acts really do bring joy to my life. And I think too, in the long term, they reduce your stress, which is really important because in our society today, we are all running at 100 miles an hour all the time, especially if you're a creative and you're juggling a bunch of different projects, if you're auditioning, if you're somebody who's, you know, applying for different apprenticeships, you know, we're so on all the time, then it's really important to do some activities where you don't feel that pressure to be on, where you're just doing it for you, enjoying it for you, and hopefully it'll have good effects on the rest of your life. So my first thing is if it brings, uh, it's important because it brings you joy and also stress relief. It really does help relieve stress, especially if you're doing some of the things that are a little bit mind-body connected. So like yoga, meditation, walking outside, any of those type of activities especially are going to really help with stress relief in the long term. And as I said before with the, you know, the list idea, it checking in is really fantastic. And I don't think we do it enough. So like I've said it before, so often we run, 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 and we just do things because it's what we always do. It's ingrained in us or it's a habit that we formed and we don't take enough time to reflect and think about, are we really enjoying our lives? Are we really enjoying these activities we're doing? Are we just doing them because we think we should, or we've been told we have to? Let's break that. I don't want anyone to be doing those things just because they think they have to. You don't have to do anything you don't want to do. You should or should not do anything. Should is a shit word and we should throw it out of the vocabulary. It's a fantastic way to really check in with yourself and see if you really enjoy what you're doing. The reason I think a lot of people don't do it is because they don't want to check in with themselves. They're a little bit scared to because they don't want to find out that maybe their life isn't as full of joy as they think it is or that they want it to be. But I encourage you to be brave and check in because nothing will ever change if you don't reflect on what's going on right now. If you don't know what's happening right now, how can you make change to make yourself happier? You can't because you don't even know. So I love self-care activities because I find them really, um, insightful and they really help me check in and figure out what I actually need and want to do for myself. And I also find a lot of inspiration in self-care. When I'm doing self-care things, I find that I'm more creative in my quote unquote creative life, like my professional life, um, which is exciting. I think that again, if you don't check in with yourself, you can't really unlock those creative thoughts that kind of get muddled in our daily activities. 
Another reason why it's important is, again, it helps you focus on other things when you have to focus on them. So by taking a mental break or a physical break or whatever kind of break, by taking a break, you are able to then focus on the tasks at hand when you get to them. So for example, like I find that if I take a break after, you know, if I take a break in the morning to reflect on how I slept and I drink my water and I have my tea and I take a moment for myself, I find that if I do that, then the next hour or two when I finally do start working um, or when I go to that audition, I am a lot more focused because I had some time for me. And this, again, could be something that you do before or after your job. It's I, I think it's great to do it both times if you can. So to do some self-care in the morning and at night, it's a great way to decompress at night. But in the morning, it's a really good way to focus yourself. Um, so that's another reason why I think it's so important is it helps you focus on other things when you need to. Um, and I think it brings clarity a lot. Sometimes we get so overwhelmed with all the different tasks we have to do in a day, especially if you're freelancing and you're juggling a lot of stuff. And so by putting in a couple of, it doesn't have to be long, but a couple of self-care things throughout your day will really help you stay on task and be able to focus when you need it. Last but not least, self-care is important because it helps you set boundaries. Boundaries are so important, friends. Um, my life coach is talking all the time about boundaries. And I think so often, especially as women, but everybody, as women, we so often um, don't put up boundaries because we don't want to be difficult or we don't want to seem um, needy or, you know, uppity or any of that. But it is important to set boundaries and say, hey, I need this time for myself or, hey, I need, I really need to go to this yoga class tonight. So can you, do X, Y, Z for me or whatever the case is, because, um, boundaries, they will help you in every single area of your life. And it doesn't have to be like a big deal, right? I mean, my boyfriend does this to me all the time and it's fine. He will tell me he does this to me all the time. That sounds awful. Let me explain. He so is so good about setting boundaries because he has very clear goals for himself. So at night, I know that if he is going to go right. He needs like an hour to himself with me not bothering him. And that's fine. I go into the other room and do my own thing. That's a boundary that he has set up for himself. It's part of his, his self care as well as his creative, you know, output, but he needs that time to himself to write and to think. And that's fine. That's great. And it's actually encouraged me to be more, more open about my boundaries. So I tell him all the time on my days off, like I you know, I'm meeting up with a friend because for me, I need that connection and I need to get out of the house. It helps me focus later. It inspires me and all that stuff. And he's totally down with it. He's really respectful of my boundaries and that's helpful as well. So self-care helps to set boundaries and it, this self-care is a really good way to start. If you're like, I don't really have boundaries and I probably should start with some self-care stuff. So start by saying, you know, picking like two activities that you want to do every day or as much as often as you can, like, let's say journaling, let's say you tell your partner or you just tell, you don't have to tell anybody. Um, and in the morning you wake up and you journal for 10 minutes by yourself. And then at night you do the same thing. That's a self-care act. And by saying like, I just need to focus on this for 10 minutes each day. Um, and by telling people that's your time for you, that's setting a boundary. That's great. That's a great way to start. 
that's why self-care is so important. It really does so much for your life. And again, some people do these things naturally, but I think what is missing for most people is the check-in part of it. We do things because we think we should or because our friends are doing them. And instead, I encourage you to find out what you need and tailor your self-care activities towards your wants and needs, okay? Last but not least, when and how often should you do self-care stuff? Well, that's really up to you. (laughs) I don't have an answer for that. This kind of goes back to my first episode, which was find your flow. Um, By finding your workflow, you'll also find your self-care flow. If you're somebody who can go really hard for like the work week, five days in a row, and you do all your self-care on the weekend, cool beans, do it. I would encourage you to try to maybe intersperse some smaller, small care, small. I would encourage you to intersperse some smaller self-care activities throughout your week so that you don't feel so depleted at the end. However, if that's your flow, work with it. Do that. For myself, I have found that I need a little bit of self-care each day. And for me, self-care comes in the form of cooking. It comes in the form of Again, spending time with my friends, family, um, boyfriend. Self-care for me is also reading before bed. That's really important to me. I love to read. Um, I love reading magazines. So that's a self-care thing I do. I like to do that on my commute. But also, I'll just sit on the couch and read a magazine. I'm a fan of that. Um, so it's it's things I do pretty consistently. I try to do them pretty much every day, but not everyone has that luxury. So if you don't make it work for you. Another self-care thing that I started doing lately is I really started to pay attention to um, my skincare. It's been really important to me because I've dealt with skin problems in the past to invest in my skincare, but also take the time out to do things that really benefit not only my skin, but also my, my mental health. Like I love you know, putting on a mask and just reading a magazine. I use a couple different brands. I am a beauty counter consultant. And if you're interested in that, feel free to message me on the Nourished Actor Instagram. Um, or if you are my friend, just text me about it. I love beauty counters products because they're safer. And it's, when we say safer, I mean, um, they use higher quality ingredients that are triple tested so that they don't contain any of the harmful, um, chemicals that are in traditional conventional products. So we ban over 1500 chemicals that have been proven to be toxic for the human body, um, including, but not limited to, um, parabens, um, sulfates, oxybenzone in, uh, what's the word sunscreen. And that type of thing, uh, is a great self-care act that I do. So, Some of the products I use from them that are like self-care focused is I love their charcoal mask. It's fantastic for spot treatment. If you ever have acne, if you have, um, I don't suggest using it as a full mask unless you're someone with oilier skin. I myself, um, am on the drier side, so I don't use that all that often as a full mask, but I use it as a spot treatment a lot. So that's something I do. Another thing I like to do, um, for self-care in the skincare world is I love using, they have an overnight resurfacing peel. It's a very gentle chemical peel you can put on at night. Oh my gosh. It leaves my skin so glowy and I always feel so good. And what's great about that is I just put it on and I leave it and that's it. You don't even have to like wash it off till the next morning. But yeah, skincare has become a really big self-care act of mine. And I really 
really have taken big steps into making my life more non-toxic if possible. I mean, especially I live near New York City and I'm in New York City every day and New York is just full of all sorts of pollutants. I mean, any city is. So something I do um, for myself to kind of help combat all those pollutants is make sure I use products that are not only effective, but also safer and non-toxic themselves. So really important to me. Um, but that's a self-care act I do as well. So it can really come in all different sizes. I Another self-care act I do is I eat really well. It's important to me to eat things that were raised not only humanely, but also are not full of antibiotics and growth hormones. So I'm really picky about what kind of meat we get. It's important to me to be really transparent about what I eat and where I get it from. So food quality is a self-care act of mine as well. Um, And it kind of goes hand in hand with cooking. Okay, now that's it. Um, Again, if you want to support me and the podcast, feel free to follow me on Instagram at The Nourished Actor. Um, Subscribe on Google Play and Spotify. I'm hoping to get on iTunes. I'm still working on it. It's just one of those glitches that is putting me a little bit back, but we'll figure it out. Um, So hopefully soon you'll find me on iTunes as well. Once I'm on iTunes, please rate, review, subscribe. If you don't mind, please send this podcast to a friend. And like I said, next week we have a great interview with my friend Scott, and I've got a lot of other ones coming up as well. Thank you again for listening, and we'll be back again next week. Also, if you want to learn more about Beauty Counter, feel free to message me at The Nourished Actor, or you can shop through my link, www.beautycounter.com slash Deanna Eshelman, and I will put that in the show notes. Thanks so much, guys.